I mean, yeah, I guess we'll just get right into it. Once we have a set routine, it'll be better. Won't mm-hmm. be so boof. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess we're going to start off today talking about, like, the rumors for MLB. So yep. I guess the big thing in the news is Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, Paul is- Goldschmidt and trade talks with the Twins, was it? I just think it's a crazy thing, you know, a guy that's been so consistent in his career to be in trade talks. He is 30 years old, so that makes sense. Um, I think, the th- like, why, my question is why are the Diamondbacks doing it? Because are they trying to rebuild? They weren't that far off from competing last year. Like, they were, th- they finished it in the, the, in the division, but for most yeah. of it, they were right there. So is it a move to rebuild, or I don't know. Um, I'd say, yeah, probably is, you know, they're going to have to try and get some, they're going to, uh, there's not really much you can get for Paul Goldschmidt just because he is 30 and he did have a down year in his terms last year, but he still batted 290 at the end of the season. His career batting average is 297. So I don't know. It would seem like a rebuild if they try to trade away Paul Goldschmidt and, it could be a smart idea for the Diamondbacks. They've done nothing mm-hmm. in the past five years. You know, so, like somebody will definitely be interested. Like teams that are there competing, like the Dodgers, for example. Like they're yeah. probably they probably won't be willing to give up what the Diamondbacks are looking for. Not for mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt, but there are other teams that can convince themselves that they're just one player away. You know. Yeah, there are those teams that need to, and then there's just certain teams that just need that one piece, that first baseman, like. Mm-hmm. The Angels need help at first base. Albert Pujols isn't the answer? <laughs> no. He's definitely not the answer. Not anymore. He bats like 240. Mm-hmm. And he barely plays. He's DH most of the time. But there are teams that definitely could use him. That could get to that next step. Um, for some reason, I can't remember who the Astros' first baseman is. Their name or who it is in general? Who it is. <laughs> To be honest, that's the American League. I don't know. So that's your expertise. I, I know, and I am, I cannot remember. Wow, that's crazy. But um, no, Paul Goldsmith being traded would be pretty crazy, I think. To the Twins, I guess. I mean. Because that's a rumor right now, to the Twins? Yeah, I think it's to the Twins. And then Noah Syndergaard in trade talks. Hmm. Well, the Mets do need sense. to blow it up. Because I think outside of their starting pitching, they don't really have a team. Yeah, the Mets are going to need some help, but we'll see. They got rid of Matt Harvey. He was not doing very well, obviously. Is he doing good with the Reds? I don't know, to be honest, but their big trade assets right now are Noah Syndergaard, Jacob deGrom. Yeah, I don't... The Mets just need some help. (laughs) I think that's it. The Mets just need some help. But, um... Um... For baseball right now, I think that's all the, mm-hmm. the buzz. And there was a talk of maybe trading Will Myers for Gene Segura. But I don't know how how much that's gonna actually like come into fruition. So let's move on. Let's move on to the NBA. Yeah, I mean NBA. We have more to now. talk about because they're actually in the very beginning of the regular season. Beginning stages. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Your Lakers, the LeBron era. How's that going so far? I mean, it started off bad because I know a lot of people <laughs> yeah, like to a lot of people like to point off, point at LeBron's stats and say he has no help. He's putting up all these numbers, uh-huh. but in all honesty, the team was doing 
the role players are doing their job, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to take some time getting used to. It's, it's a new team. Mm-hmm. That's why they started off, I think it was 2-5 and five, or 3-5. and five. I, yeah, but yeah, I think it was. since then, you know, they've really gotten to – their chemistry's really gone up, what are they, I think. Uh, nine and seven, ten and 7-7, 10-7 now? Yeah, they're 9-7. and seven. They're going to play today at 5 against the Cavs, which would be – if they lose that game, then there's something up. Yeah. Because the Cavs are bad. Cavs are terrible. But uh, assuming um, they I get this win. I stat, which was crazy to me, during the whole, their whole three and five and losing all those games, was that the Lakers' offensive efficiency was 113.4 when he was on the court, mm-hmm. when LeBron was on the court, and when he was off, it was 121.6. Yeah. So, you have, yeah, you have to... Because there remember, is always context for that, but yeah. at some point... Because I remember um, in the later stages of Kobe's career, it was a very similar. Mm-hmm. It was a very similar stat like that. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was interesting to see that. Yeah. My explanation for that would be it's usually players that are used to playing a certain way. Yeah. Trying to play that way while playing with players that might not like be the best fit for them. Yeah. And also, they just, you know... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. They're playing a certain way, but they, they have to adjust. Yeah. There has to be an adjustment to LeBron's game mm-hmm. and how LeBron, how the game works when LeBron's on the court. For the most part, though, I think this year he has been playing more off the ball. Like, a lot of people were kind of skeptical. They weren't saying he was going to be able to do it. Yeah. But I, I think was one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> but I think he has been playing off the ball for the most part, and that's why he's averaging the lowest amount of minutes. Uh-huh. Because... and. It's really good that they're monitoring his minutes. He's averaging the lowest amount of minutes he has in his career so far. And he's playing off the ball, so he's not holding on to the ball as much. And, you know, he has the team this year. Because a few years ago, he was asking for that extra playmaker with Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he has playmakers. He has probably nothing but playmakers on this team. Good group of young guys. Yeah, Lonzo, Rondo, even Brandon Ingram. Rondo, Rondo was a broken hand, right? Yeah. How long was he so out? He's, he's out for at least five weeks, but they're going to reevaluate him, see what's going on. Okay. But, uh, yeah, like he has the playmakers with him. He should, in the later stages of his career, be focusing on being the guy finishing instead of being yeah. the guy. Yeah, no, definitely. Facilitating everything. And for the most part, I know Lonzo has been having bad games as of late. Like He hasn't been shooting the ball, which is probably always gonna mm-hmm. be part of his career he's, I oh, think he's gonna be a streaky shooter so how do you think how the Lakers are going right now how do you think they're gonna end up like, how well do you think they're gonna do this season I think they'll probably end up realistically fifth to eighth that's mm-hmm. assuming that they, they still go through these stretches where um Lonzo can't shoot Ingram is kind of yeah. disappointing so far mm-hmm. this season but uh, being pessimistic or being a little realistic, it'll probably end up sixth, seventh, high forties and wins. But you know, I could see that. I could see that. But you never know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the West is pretty tough. Pretty tough. The Warriors suck right now. Yeah. But do you think that LeBron's what was it eight straight or nine straight finals that he's gone? Yeah. To? I mean, you think that's gonna continue? This no, year? just because the Warriors have Demarcus Cousins. Honestly, that's only what. That, yeah. And I could see that. I still say that they're a young team, so mm-hmm. they're a young team, and they're also a new team. They gotta learn to play with each other, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem like it's going very bad. It seems like it's going well. Mm-hmm. It obviously, takes time. 
The one thing I will say about the Lakers is their team, kind of like how the Cavs were last year, they kind of just got through the regular season. Yeah. And then in the playoffs, LeBron carried them. Mm-hmm. But I think going into the playoffs, they might be a six seed, but depending on who they match up with, they might make it to the Western Conference Finals. Oh, okay. Just because I think the no, Lakers... No, I see that. I see that because LeBron's a whole different story in the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. like, I think the Lakers, outside of Golden State... Are they, they can play with anyone? Like mm-hmm. like they could beat anyone. Yeah, I see that. Mm-hmm. But talking about the Warriors, that's <laughs> assuming that the Warriors were lost. They've lost, I think, four, the last, four of the last five games. Mm-hmm. Some bad Curry, teams too to the Mavericks. Yeah, Steph Curry is out for how long? Yeah, no, he has a sprain in his knee or something like that last thing i saw is that he wasn't making their i think they're on a road trip right now that he wasn't oh. going to make it so he's going to miss at least the next few games yeah, but so you know lots of the spurs the mavericks they got blown out by the rockets and then they lost to the clippers they beat the hawks well, the hawks are not very good no but yeah they're in that whole thing with kevin durant and draymond green you know getting into it draymond getting suspended the Warriors without Steph Curry look right now like a regular team. Mm-hmm. They look it, like a team that's not very hard to beat. No. Nah. That's why it really shows the value of Steph Curry. Because like a lot of people, I know a lot of people like to point to his shooting and, uh-huh. and, and that. But the importance, like he is the most important player on the team. He might not be the best. Kevin Durant is the best. Yeah. Like objectively, he's better at more things. Mm-hmm. And he's bigger. More durable, obviously, because Steph Curry's out right now. But to this Warriors thing, he's he opens up everything. Yeah, he spreads the floor out so much, you know. It's, he he takes two defenders with him all the time. Every it's always health defense with with Steph Curry, and everybody on the Warriors lineup can score. So when you have him on the court, it just makes everyone that much better, because everyone gets that many more opportunities. It's not a coincidence that Clay Thompson is struggling yeah. right now. Clay Thompson, I mean, he had that good game against the Bulls, but the Bulls are very bad. Like, very, very bad. But he's been having some difficulties this season, which is crazy to me. Out of that whole team, who do you think is going to move on first? Pro- I mean, Kevin Durant. You think Cause so? Because I think he's gone. I think he... I think the Warriors know he's gone. That's why they suspended Draymond Green. Uh-huh. They tried to, like... Convince him that they're on like his side. On his side. Yeah. Well, I know he did say that it's not going to affect his free agency decision, but maybe his mind's already made up. And he's going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think's most likely he's going to go? Don't say the Lakers. Nah, I'm. I'm not going to be a homer and say the Lakers, because <laughs> I really, I honestly have no idea where he's going. I think at one point I was pretty sure he was going to go to the Knicks. Just because that's a big market team, yeah, he, he would be the best player in that team and most still be definitely. competitive. Yeah, you just got. I think honestly, you just have to look at what teams have the most money. Because mm-hmm. at this point, he has his rings. He has his rings. He has everything he needs, and he needed, and he wanted, and OKC. And now he's just gonna look for somewhere that he can have his own team, control his own team, be the number one guy. And still be able to compete. Even if it doesn't mean winning championships compete. Just be, you know, in playoffs. But I think that'd be interesting to see where Kevin Durant ends up. I, it's possible that he goes back to the Warriors, but I don't think he'd want to take 
like a small amount of money again. Because mm. I know he's had some pretty small contracts. Kevin Durant compared Rance, to like compared to like what everyone else is making. Kevin Durant's like one of those weird players too. Like I'm not sure if winning a championship this year would help or like. Yeah. I know seal the mean. deal on him leaving. You know, yeah, I know what you mean. Because like you He's could look at it on the fence. You could look at it at the way where like he'll they'll three peat and then you know you could say oh well how could he leave that like 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 uh, why don't very few teams have won four in a row so like why wouldn't you come back and try to win yeah. four in a row but then at the same time you, he's so weird he might see it as oh like I've three peated I did everything I could do here now let me move on yeah yeah no I see that and it, you see the same thing with like with like Clay Thompson you wonder when he's gonna leave the Warriors when he wants to have his own team because. Was he the fourth option on that team? And then once DeMarcus Cousins comes back, maybe yeah. the fifth. So, like, just his value in the as a warrior is not what it should be. He should be valued a lot more. I think he's underappreciated. He's good. He's a really good player. Mm-hmm. He just gets overshadowed by, you know, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. I think... I'm not even being a homer here. I think the one team that is the next option for him other than the Warriors, like I don't see him going anywhere else other than maybe the Lakers. Yeah. Because first off, they're one of those teams that has a cap space to sign him, and they've always wanted him. And his he's grown. Like I know a lot of people don't like to, they don't put much weight onto the he grew up in L.A. argument. Uh-huh. But like his dad was a Laker. His dad won championships with the Lakers. His dad was the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I know in his family he's getting pushed to go to the Lakers. I think the only the only thing, like I said, is if the Warriors, if he he likes the situation with the Warriors, they're yeah. winning right now. Anybody going to like fan, that situation? His the fan base, like the Warriors fan base, really likes him too. I think he likes living in. Golden's like in the Bay Area. Bay Area. I yeah, think. I could see that. You know, how, what the? Why does everyone like LA so much? I hate LA. Why? LA is I just mean, so much traffic, so many random people there. But no, I, I get what you're saying. That whole hometown, blah blah blah, and this and that. And also, I think it's a good basketball fit. Like LeBron James with Clay Thompson would be. Yeah, that'd be dangerous. That would be. That would, yeah, that would be. Because you hear it, it would really be like a, another version of the Warriors super team. If you have Alonzo playing at a high level, like actually being able to make some shots while having his playmaking abilities, which are very good. He is probably one of the highest basketball IQs in the NBA. But you have Lonzo, you got Clay, you have Ingram. Or Kuzma or whoever. Whoever they end up keeping because I don't think they're going to keep No, I don't think they can. And LeBron and then whoever, Tyson Chandler, if you will. Dude, JaVale McGee. Or JaVale McGee. It would be a pretty be a pretty good lineup. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that would be interesting to see. Clay Thompson's a free agent next, se- this, next offseason? Or this the season? The offseason coming up right now? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he, which route he goes, even if they do win the championship. Because... To a certain point, you want to be seen as the number one player on a team. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's all fun. Like, yeah, I'm winning championships. I'm doing what I got to do. But as the fourth, you know, 
the fourth guy to go to on that team, it kind of you know you don't want to you don't want to have that as your you know you don't want to be looked mm-hmm. at like that as your, your whole career. That's what I'm trying to say. In regards to the Lakers, that's assuming that they even have the cap space during the offseason to sign them. Because I know right now, at least, there are a lot of rumors about Bradley Beal and John Wall being available for trade. And Bradley Beal is definitely a option that the Lakers might look at. They're yeah. kind of weak at the shooting guard position. They've been trying Brandon Ingram out right now, starting him and Kuzma side-by-side on the wing. But it seems like Brandon Ingram isn't that great of a fit with LeBron right now. So if they're looking to get immediate help right now, win as many games as possible, and compete this year, they would be training for Bradley Bill. And that's, of course, possible because the Wizards yeah, are doing they very their, bad. They're doing terrible. They did come back on the Clippers by 24 points down. Yeah. But they're doing bad this season. They got, you know, John Wall's problems with Scott Brooks. It's a whole lot of drama going on there. And it seems it seemed like the war, the Wizards, my bad, should have should have already started rebuilding. They should have. It was you've gotten signs of this for a few seasons. A few seasons ago was the same thing. Well, last year they had a lot of drama, but yeah. they still kind of limped into the playoffs. Did okay. Well, the, the East year, is terrible. Yeah, so the, that's East was, the East is terrible. It's picking up right now, but you know, right now I think the biggest problem it's a it's a franchise problem. You know, it's just yeah. the attitude. Like John Wall is always beefing with his teammates. Yeah, Bradley and Bill. It's crazy to me that he he's always he always has drama. He always has something going on, but then he said, you know, he loves the Wizards. He wants to stay with the Wizards, and this and that. So at what point do you do you put your ego or your pride aside and start meshing well with your teammates because you love the team so much you know which he hasn't you know he hasn't been doing you know he did good that game I think he had 30 and 9 or something like that but we'll see what happens I think that that would be a good option for the Lakers would try to go after Bradley Beal that would be a good fit for him like Bradley Beal is the one Trade like the one player right now in the league who's on the trading block that the Lakers should be looking at. He's it might cap you like your long term mm-hmm. potential because the Lakers are going after like the Kawhi Leonard's, the Paul Clay Thompson's, Paul George's, blah, blah, blah. guys like that. But it would definitely help the team out right now. The for the Wizards, I think, like I said, it's a franchise problem, they should blow it up. I don't think they really have any other option because they're paying John Wall so much money. Otto Porter's getting paid way more than he deserves, quite frankly. And Bradley Beal, too, Bradley Beal is due for that really, really big contract. Yeah. So I think they've capped out as a team. I don't think they're going to get any better. They could probably fool themselves into thinking, like they did a few years ago when they started off 3-9, and nine, that they could turn it around. But yeah. long term, you're not going to win a championship with this team. No, it's they're not going to happen. And if they try to do things, this and that, to get themselves to that spot. But at this point... It's a rebuild. Yeah. That's what they got to do. There are younger teams who are already better, Philadelphia, Boston. Like, you're not you're not going to win. So yeah. just rebuild, blow it up, get it anything you can for the pieces you have right now. Just start over. And start over. Yeah, you know, whatever. I think we're good on basketball for today. Yeah, everything that matters. Yeah. So let's move on to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're midway through the season right now. We obviously have a handful of teams, you know, the Rams, the Chiefs. Saints, Saints that are really performing very well. We had that Monday night game with the Rams and the Chiefs. 
which was a game everybody was waiting for because I think most people see them along with the Saints, obviously, as the two best teams in football. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it makes sense. They're, what, 10-1 and one and 9-2 and two now because we had the Rams beat the Chiefs 54-51, to 51, mm-hmm. which I thought was crazy. Yeah, it was a that, <laughs> that is so many points and on a Monday night football game. That's Set crazy. Set a record. Yeah. The thing that, that that points out to me, though, is the defenses for both teams. Mm-hmm. Because, you see, the Chiefs defense, we already knew, not that good of a defense. Wasn't, you know, they have Eric Berry, who's been injured. I'm not sure if he's back yet. They have Justin Houston. They have a couple guys up front on the front seven that are good, but their secondary is kind of weak. And they're not a good defense. They just haven't been a good defense for a minute. And then... So you expect them you expect them to give up a yeah. lot of points. But then you look on the other side of the ball, you look at the Rams, the Rams defense who had Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib and Aaron Donald and all these guys and they're supposed to be such good defense and they still let up fifty one points. Yeah, well part of that too is injuries. Like yeah. They, it from very early on they've been injured. Mm-hmm. But they have definitely disappointed this year. I think the biggest takeaway is yes, the defense. They'll it seems league wide though. Most yeah. teams aren't really playing defense. What a mm. coincidence, NBA and NFL Except at the, the same Bears. time. No, but um, I thought it was crazy too, though, because they still the Rams still had six takeaways that game. So they took the they, the Chiefs turned the ball over six times, and they still scored fifty one points. Mm-hmm. That to me is is a sign of how bad that de- that defense can really be. You know, they're just one step away. Aaron Donald miss a game, and that's it. They you're good. The Rams defense is not very good. That's definitely the glass half empty way to look at it. Yeah. But if you really the like, offense, that's the thing. The offenses for both teams make up for it. Mm-hmm. And as you saw on Monday, there that was crazy. It was the ultimate, like just points after points after points after points, and then you saw like the the young, like second year, you know, side of Patrick Mahomes and the. That last pick that he threw, that was just a terrible throw. And, yeah, it was like there was not really much they could do left, but at the same time, throw it away and try to yeah, go for a Hail Mary any, or something. Any chance of coming back at all was thrown away. Yeah, but it, it shows a lot. Um, that game showed a lot of, of the Rams' offense and how good like, they, they could just answer back to whoever, you know, and whenever they wanted to. It's really just... Um, it's really just to, to show how good their offense is. I think it's time to start uh, really giving Jared Goff his respect to because a lot of people are trying to say he's oh, a system yeah. quarterback. But how many of these other elite quarterbacks in the league does he have to beat? I know it's a team game. I know Sean McVay's are like really responsible for a lot of their success. Yeah. But who's he beating this year? Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Everybody. <laughs> the only like, person who's him so far is Drew Brees. Yeah, and Drew Brees and he's is an MVP candidate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jared Goff definitely deserves more credit than he gets, but there's always going to be that stigma of the new coach. Jeff Fisher was a terrible coach. He was. Okay. So, obviously, in his system, Jared Goff looked terrible. Not a coincidence that Case Keenum and Jared Goff had yeah. really good years the year after he was fired. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll he deserves more credit. Obviously, Sean McVay going in there and totally turning around the team. Has a lot to do with that, but he's a good quarterback, and he'll he'll get his credit. In other news, we got to talk about the Bears. The Bears. The this Bears. Is, 
This is your you uh, know, expertise, so yeah. go ahead, take the field. The Bears have been, um, a lot of people have, have seen them as kind of a fluke team. Mm. You know, they've been a lot of teams that don't have winning records. But if you see the performances, they, they turn out. It's just, it's crazy. The, their defense is, is, to me, the number one defense in the NFL. You know, they have, I think in the last six or seven games, they've gotten three turnovers per game. Mm. You know, they have the most points off takeaways in the NFL, the highest interception rate in the NFL. They're the number one run defense in the NFL. I think they only let up, they only allow 79 rushing yards per game, which is they're the only team under 80. Um, two defense, two. They've only let up two rushing touchdowns this year. Their defense is just. Even though the offense has its troubles, you know, Mitch Trubisky's young and he's injured kind of right now. We don't know how, the extent of that yet, but. And the most impressive part is that they're doing this when the league is trying to emphasize offense now. Yeah, that's they created that's, all these rules mm-hmm. to help the offensive side of the ball, and they're still doing this. They're still being a dominant defense in in a in an offensive league. Which is crazy, and you think, you see the Khalil Mack trade, the impact that it's had, mm-hmm. you know. He has, I think, nine sacks, five forced fumbles, an interception, a touchdown. And it's crazy, but you cannot discredit the Bears' defense before Khalil Mack was there. Because you have Akeem Hicks, Eddie Goldman, Eddie Jackson, Adrian Amos. They're all good players. They're young players. They're starting to play into what their their potential is. And they're just a good player. I don't think they have – they have, I think, two, maybe three players over 30 years old on their entire roster. So they're a good young team. And I don't see Super Bowl this year, but I definitely see playoffs and they're Super dangerous. Bowl. They're a dangerous the- team because like, a lot of teams will overlook them. Like, yeah. They're a dangerous team that like, can go into the playoffs with something to prove and knock off somebody you might not expect them to knock off. Yeah, and that has a big part – a big – big part of that is their defense and just how good they are. And defense very is disruptive. Defense is reliable. Mm-hmm. Like your offense might not come one night, but if you have a good defense, good defensive teams usually Yeah. Just like you've consistent. seen, I mean, the Seahawks when they beat the Broncos, that was defense. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a good quarterback, but their offense wasn't what won them that Super Bowl. Your offense only needs to be so good when your yeah. defense is that. Yeah. All you got to do is put up 20 points and then you're good if your defense is getting a takeaway every other drive and this and that. So, they're a very underrated team, and they just beat the Vikings, their first team that is supposed to, like, have proven them or what, this and that. But they play the Rams in a few weeks, so we'll see how that goes. I think that'll be very interesting. In Chicago or L.A.? In Chicago. In Chicago? So, in 25-degree weather, they're going to play the Rams, and we're going to see how that goes and see how their defense really fares against an elite offense. So, that'll be interesting to watch. And then I think the last thing for the NFL is the Eagles. Yeah, what happened to them? <laughs> they are terrible now. I think they've lost, I think they're four and six or something like that. It's coming off a Super which Bowl. Which is coming off a Super Bowl win, it's, coming off a season where they only lose three games. You see they have had a lot of injuries to their defense. They have had a lot of injuries in general, and it's really affected their team. And you can see that this season they're just they're not performing. They're not performing well. It's really as simple as they're just not as good as they should be. It's, yeah. There's nothing crazy. Not like they lost this giant player 
Yeah. Other than injuries, is all they're dealing with is just it really is just a Super Bowl high, I guess, that they're having come off of. Yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, it's crazy to see that th- this team who beat the Patriots in the in the Super Bowl and it, Nick Foles was being was the quarterback and this and that. It's pretty crazy to see that how that that flip from number one to one of the last place teams and they're just they're not good. Hopefully, we'll see them get a little bit better. But should they be worried know. though? Like long term, should they? Um, maybe, 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 because we don't know what's gonna happen from here. And there's still six games left in the season, or whatever, however many there is to let it play out. But I don't probably see them. know they could run the table. Yeah, but I don't see them doing that. I don't see. The, I'd say maybe they. I just don't know. I don't see them winning very many more. There's still games. a big question mark. Yeah. And, they, you know, the Eagles. Who cares? Fuck <laughs> Philadelphia. But yeah, I think that's all for today. Thanks for joining our podcast, and okay. we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Promise the next one will be better. Yeah. But that's all for today. Signing off. See you later. <laughs>